Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, this is your official spoiler warning for Experimenter. If you have not seen Experimenter or, or um, don't know the story of the milligram experiments, um, don't, well, just, and you're keen, you've been jonesing to watch the experiment. <laughs> oh, no, it's not that. You've got like a, experimenter. a real wood to watch the watch like, experiment. Oh, I've been meaning to get around to watching Experimenter. Um, and, and you don't want it real. And you also, you're someone who desperately wants to watch Experimenter, hasn't gotten around to watching it for the last 10, over 10 years. Do you think there's anyone like that? But you don't know the story of oh. the milligram experiments. Oh, yeah. So that's the key. Yeah. Because people know the story. Yeah. Right? And If but, you just really want to see the movie not knowing that it's based on actual true events. So if you're a person that desperately wants to to watch this film but hasn't gotten around for it for, for 10 years <laughs> and you haven't Googled, if you're that person, firstly, m- message us. Yeah. I want to know your story. Yeah. You're fascinating. <laughs> you're a fascinating <laughs> person. You're absolutely fascinating. I think there would be like people in that work in behaviour and psychology that... Um, haven't gotten around to watching this film, but really want to watch it. But they know the story. Oh, there's yeah, no for spoilers. Sure. Do you think there's anyone in the world that you could be like, la, 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 Titanic, and they go, oh, what's that? Yes, young people. Yeah, but I'm not having a chat with babies about Titanic. No, but like young people. Okay. Like, uh, like a, a, a 15-year-old might not know. What a dumb cunt. But, I mean, that's a movie from... No, but I'm talking about the actual event of, like Titanic, would they go, oh, that's a ship. Everyone knows it's a ship. I think a 15-year-old is more likely to know about the film Titanic than the event Titanic. Yeah, and I would would say that people are more likely to know about Titanic than they are the milligram experiments. Yeah. Spoiler warning. (laughs) I hate the word. Mission Zach's Leguizama Rama time. Hey Hey <laughs> Thank you so much. Is that what we say? Yeah, that's <laughs> we've been doing that for years. <laughs> Just tried something new. I love it. I'm <laughs> all for it. It's the it's the next hundred, baby. Oh fuck. Uh, my name is Mish Wittrup. You might know me from my favourite Winona Ryder film being Mermaids, most likely. Um, I mentioned her because she's in this film that we're about to talk about. I'm joined, as always, by my dear friend, uh, Zachary Thomas Ruane, mm-hmm. who you might know from. His favourite uh, Winona Ryder film being Heathers. I could have guessed it. I could have guessed it. I, don't... I would have said Edward Scissorhands, actually, if you'd made mm, me guess. Actually. If you'd made me guess, I would have said Edward. Actually, I don't know if Heathers is my favourite or the one I thought of when you said your thing. And I was like, fuck, what's mine? Oh, Okay. 
when I think of Winona Ryder films, the first one that comes into my head is Edward Scissorhands. But then when I'm like, which is my favourite? It's Mermaids. But if you asked me when I was 16, it would have been Girl Interrupted. Mm. Mm. I didn't really like Winona Ryder when I was a um, teenager. I didn't really get her vibe. I didn't get mm. what she was putting down. And I, But I now love Winona Ryder. Same. Like, I think she is such a good performer. She's oh. got such a good energy. Oh, She's she just, gets it. Did you watch Stranger Things? You haven't watched Stranger Things. So I was just saying, Stranger Things. I've watched season one of Stranger Things with the exception of a couple of episodes. I think Winona, like everyone, like that's an incredible cast, Stranger Things. But Winona Ryder really gets it. Mm. Now, talk about getting it. I'm just going to use an example of a film, like of a director, right? Baz Luhrmann, who we all know and love, right? Mm. There are actors that are in his things that just get him. Did we discuss this on a podcast? Or did we discuss this in a conversation? What, you and me? You and I. We've talked about this before, haven't we? But has it been on a podcast? I don't know. Or has it just been in a conversation? I don't know. See, because that's the thing. Great conversation. I really want to have it again. And I would have it again if we were just having we've a said conversation. We've said before... We've said on pod for sure that Johnny Legs gets Baz Luhrmann. What I'm saying is, is that with Stranger Things, Winona Ryder really got it. Mm. Like John Leguizamo gets Baz Luhrmann mm. and not like Tom Hanks who does not. Mm. <laughs> Have you seen Elvis? Mm. I, we've had this conversation yeah. and my fear is... <laughs> it's not on pod. We haven't, I have not insulted that film on pod. Ah. And I'm not going to. Um, I haven't seen Elvis yet, though. Okay. And I'm about to go into a degree of a bubble. I will say that the first hour of the Elvis film is great. That's great. I can't wait to watch all three hours of it, and I hope it's still playing <laughs> in a cinema when I'm done filming my thing. Do, does the world know what you're filming? I, I think so, but I can't be bothered working that out right now. Yeah, okay. So if you know, you know. If you don't, you'll know. Yeah, don't stress. It's all good. Um. Anyway, have you been... <laughs> How have I been, Mish? Um, Where are we right now? I feel like it's worth saying, like, number one rule of podcasting is you're not meant to say when you're not in a room together. Like, oh, that's Everyone the knows when we're rule. not because we open with, we're not in a podcast studio. And, and it's like, oh, no, you go. No, you go. <laughs> Sorry, no, you go. Um, we are in uh, Stupid Old Studios' new podcast studio and it is delightful. Oh, it's so nice. It is so schmick. I can hear the, the, my spit. I, mm. I can hear, I just took a sip of coffee and I can feel it turning into a paste in my mouth. You know, mm-hmm. when you swallow and you get little, there's still driplets mm. and they kind of turn into like a clag. Mm. I can, I can hear that happening in my mouth mm. and because can... of the, the mic. Last week we had a shot at, um, ASMR and it didn't really work. I couldn't mm. really hear myself. I couldn't hear you. Mm. But now we can, now we can do it. Now I can have a really immersive experience. Actually, can I tell you something fun? Yeah, but you're getting a little too excited for ASMR. Okay, sorry. I'm going to take a big deep breath. Mm. Oh, this is so fucked. Okay, so there's a a little very niche pocket on TikTok that I have, (laughs) that I have, uh, Started watching a bit of, and yeah. it's incredibly like it's not like oh ASMR TikTok like that's oh, definitely a yeah. thing. This is hey, Mish, edible. Mish, Mish. Mm. I want you to get a little closer. Like yeah, I don't want you to whisper to me. No, I don't like the whispering. I like soft speaking. Okay, I understand. But for the purposes of this, I'll whisper. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> can you put your penis? 
listening, I have not and have not gotten my penis out. <laughs> mesh which I'm right now. I think everyone should know you're sitting here in this beautiful podcast studio, butt naked. Mm. <laughs> but I didn't get it out. No, it was already, already It's already out. You got here with it. Anyway, anyway. Um, the pocket of TikTok that mm. I am loving at the moment mm. is edible crystal ASMR. Have you watched it? Of course I haven't. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to send you some vids. It's oh. fucked. It's, okay. it's, it tends to be beautiful female presenting people eating edible crystals, which is like a type of candy that looks like crystals. It's crunchy on the outside, but soft on the inside. Oh, and it's just them being like, oh, wow, this one's passion fruit. And then they eat them. Hey, no shade to you if you like ASMR. But I'm not a fan, so I'm gonna back off. Back off. I don't like it either. I, do you know? I think I've, the what I do like. I love the sound of um, paper, like flipping mm. paper and stuff. Like if you go into a library and you hear the sounds of paper, like you know, when you were younger, people don't. Everyone's got Kindles now. Mm. <laughs> people used to. I like. I enjoy that sound, but I don't. I don't enjoy. I'm not trying to yuck anyone's yum. Like go for it. Go I'm not saying it. there's anything wrong with ASMR. I'm saying that I personally do not enjoy it. Yeah, it's not like especially I the food ones. I'd, I I especially the food ones. Yeah, I I really don't get the food ones. It's not that I don't dislike it. It's that I don't like it. I just don't. I don't like my food when I'm watching somebody else consume it at a very close like place. Mm. I like my food eaten three times more than I need to be by myself in my car. I don't think that mm-hmm. that's too much to ask for. Mm. I just don't want to, I don't like enjoy it when I'm watching someone else do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a certain like, um, but it's like, I guess it's like ASMR, ASMR is like it's somewhat about intimacy, I think. And then it's like, but why am I watching this? Because it's like, I don't, I don't like sit right next to people while they're eating. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I don't eat, I eat next to someone or across from someone. Mm. The whispering, the talking, I kind of get, but like... Like on a horny level? Because I like to me... I think we always assume... Everyone always assumes that everything is horny. Yep. And I think that it there's a middle ground. Everything has a horny element. We This podcast has no horny element. What's the horny element of this pod? We just did ASMR, which is not horny, but has a horny element. Okay, yeah, that's fair. No, no, I, I'm not talking about podcasts. When I say everything, I mean everything that people really love. Has a, okay. And I'm not saying that every person that loves a thing is horny for that thing. Um, yeah, I know what you're saying. If there's something that is incredibly popular, there's chances are that there is a subgroup of people who love that thing that find it horny. Yes. I understand. So, like, but people assume when there's a new thing, mm. they go, oh, that's a horny thing. Yeah. Like they look at furries and they go, that's a horny thing. They look at ASMR, they go, that's a horny thing. Mm. When when it makes it very hard for people that are into that thing to argue back because there are people in that scene that are horny mm. for it. Also, there's probably people that love doing that thing so much that part of part of it is horny. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, you know, 
Well, it's all encompassing. If it, if it improves their life so much, surely it would then improve their sex life. It, it, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, you know, there'd be a lot of furries, right? Yeah. There would be a lot of furries that aren't horny. Mm-hmm. There'd be a lot of fur- some furries that are purely horny. But then there would also be a lot of furries that are like, this is what I love to do. I love it to be a part of every part of my life. Yep. One part of my life is horny. Thus, there is a horny element, mm-hmm. but it's not a horny thing. I get it. I, I've always loved theatre, right? I love performing. Mm. Um, I don't like role play. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's a bit like work. It's a bit, it was just too much of a good thing. It's like I don't... <laughs> I was too good at it. <laughs> I don't like um, costume parties for the same yeah. reason. Yeah, 100%. I, I just, totally get it. I'm just like I cannot be bothered. Mm. The idea of relaxing involving... Creating a character yeah, yeah. And, and putting on a costume, I, I see zero appeal in that because it's my job. Totally agree. I hate, hate, hate murder mystery nights. Oh, do you? Hate them. Oh, we did Feel one a little together. awkward yeah. because I went to one of Misha's Well, once. no, no, in fairness, my house was nominated as the house to do it at. I had nothing to do with organising. I would never, I would never organise... <laughs> A mystery, murder mystery now, night. And I'm not I would s- never organise a costume party. I would attend if a loved one did. Yes. Um, and my house just happened to be the one that everyone... Because there were restrictions. Exactly. Around COVID. Now what, I'm, COVID. now, what I'm trying to say right now is I don't hate that they exist. I don't hate that people do them. I personally hate them. Okay. Because... I do I do this for my job yeah. and I love it. It's not like I don't want people listening going, oh, they, I love to do it. But a hobby mm. by its definition or relaxation by its definition is about like doing exactly. a different, work in a different part of yep. your brain. So for me to go to a thing and be like, oh, hello, governor, who did the murder? It's I had, like, but that was. I thought you were having such a good time. That's because I'm a really good actor. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was. That party was fucking cooked. That was um, happened in the middle of uh, like 2020 mm. after a really long Melbourne lockdown mm. and um, restrictions were lifted and all of a sudden you were allowed to have like under 10 people in your home mm. But it had to be within five kilometres of where you lived. I don't even remember the fucked up. I don't remember. Anyway, so everyone who lived in, I was about to say the suburb we lived in, but whatever, everyone who lived within a five kilometre radius of me would came to my house as part of this party thing that my friend organised. And none of us had interacted with anybody for three months. Mm-hmm. And we were all fucked. Like we didn't know how to, how to interact. I made a really good lasagna that night. The cruelty. <laughs> Of asking someone who's just been in their house, mm. in their house for a really long time, mm. hardly ever wearing pants, mm. put on weight to say, not only for your first social interaction, do you have to now put on pants, mm. you have to put on pants befitting a character mm. that I've chosen for you. You're limiting an already limited range of pants that fit. <laughs> 
while no retail outlets are open, you can't go and buy new pants. I don't know pants, what my pants size I is. I enjoy a murder I can mystery. tell you what it was in the before times. I, I, I've decided that I do not like hosting. I, I do not enjoy hosting. Mm-hmm. It's just not something that doesn't make me feel good. Mm. Um, I would never host a murder mystery, but I do enjoy them. They're fun. They are a bit of fun. That's great. And I'm so happy for mm. you. I'm so happy for you. I, I like, um, my idea of a good time is talking at people Mm. about what I'm hyper-focusing on at the moment. Mm. So, you know, you get a little bit of Star Trek, but I edit. Mm. Right now I'm watching YouTube videos about physics. Mm. And the other day someone came around to our house who studied maths at university. And I was just like, oh, cool. I'm really interested in this. Mm. And I just went and... I was just like, what are, what's this? Mm. How does it work? I hated maths, but it, I think it's interesting at your level. And they were having a great time, but the other guests were like, oh, my God. I often, like, I forget because I hang out with so many people that are in the arts. I forget that there are jobs where you just you can just get them if you do the, all the work you need before you can go get the job. Does that make sense? Mm. Like, I but, think like, everyone that you think is in that position right now that's listening is like, well, it's not quite like that. <laughs> yeah. I will also do a quick shout out to the ridiculous amount of engineers that listen to this podcast, <laughs> by the way. So a few weeks back, we mentioned engineers and we're like, no engineers listen to this. And I reckon 20? Re- really? 20 DMs, I would say, about from different engineers, either going, you know, you actually got that wrong or actually Zach was right on the money. Engineer is a made up word. <laughs> And um, then then they all explained how university works and how they all study the same thing for the first year and different parts of the world people would study the same thing for two years. I read all about it, had some chats with people. I'm so sorry if I didn't get to you, but there were 20 of you, like about 20. Can you tell me what, what it is? Uh, no, so they would, no, everyone was kind of in agreement that it's a made-up word. Yeah. But that um, you were like, is it that, when do they decide what it is that they want to do? And so like for the first year or in some... When, yeah. yeah, no, that's my question. Yeah, so they the do first, study together. Yeah. They all study together for the first year. In, like I think in Australia they do, but overseas in different countries and stuff it's two years. And then they branch off into different areas. So, for example, I had a really interesting chat with someone who does IT engineering like for computers or something. And so they would then went off and did IT. So... What are they studying for the first year? I didn't think... To, uh, I don't know. Because... Math... Yeah, math. I guess. Yeah, I, I was guess. more. I was more so fascinated by the fact we had engineers listening, listening to this fucking podcast. I thought it was genuinely just a bunch of big fuckheads like us. Fuckheads like us don't listen to podcasts with fuckheads like us because fuckheads like us are living their life like us. Oh yeah. You and I don't. I don't listen to podcasts like this. No, I don't. Because I do this. This is my mm, life. It's yeah. just being like. Hey, Mish, blah, mm. blah, blah. Oh, five hours has passed. I, is, is do go on fuckheads like us? Um, no, uh, they're like smart fuckheads. No, yeah, they're not fuckheads like us. Mm. Um, I listen to them occasionally, but they're still in the realm of like funny mm. people. I'm not funny. Just like, no, they're smarter than us. They're a little more. They're smarter than us. But the type of podcast I listen to for pleasure, I've said this before, yeah. is like. A very structured pod. No, I like a talky one, but like a, a boring talky one. Oh, okay. I don't need anyone to be funny for me. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. I don't, I don't need anyone to be funny for me. I was listening to a physics podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think you talked about this. 
Which, which, which one? I'm listening to the same one. Oh, okay. Yeah, go on then. Um, but the other day it was like, because I think I was saying about how like physics, it's all just down to the maths, really. And like there's all this talk and there was this guy on. And, and so the guy who does the podcast is a bit of like a Neil deGrasse Tyson type. He's all about spreading the word of physics and mm. explaining it to normal people. And the other guy was just like a really, like was just a physicist. Mm. And he had like so many like conniptions towards the middle of the podcast where he didn't know like if he could say like there was just certain he just didn't know how to dumb it down mm. and you could tell he was just like this is I'm this is too simple mm. this I can't simplify we're talking about 10 dimensions we're mm. saying that gravity is a tendon is t- a t- tiny 10 dimensional string yeah and he's like, there is, and, and he's trying over and out. And there was one point where he needed to say the integer of something. Oh, fuck off. And he just literally was just like, uh, uh, oh, uh, uh. And then the other guy was like, integer. You're trying to f- say integer. And he's like, I know the word integer. I just don't know if you're listening. Am I allowed to say integer? And the host was like, yeah, that's fine. We've got smart listeners. And I was sitting there like. I have no fucking idea what it What's is. What's a fucking integer? <laughs> I don't, I can't. I get the fuck off. And I think there is a level with this stuff that I keep coming back to. I feel like a stupid idiot because I keep coming back to the thing of like, if you want to know how space time works, Zach, you have to know what an integer is. You have to go all the way back to year seven Using some sort of space time this machine. This is why sci-fi movies fuck me off. I hate this shit. <laughs> and I realise you're like, but you don't have to. Like, we got we had resident sci-fi guy <laughs> Sam Lingerman when we did that Titan AE movie, mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, it doesn't. It's not meant to make sense. You just accept that it doesn't I, make I sense. I don't think Titan AE is renowned in the physics community for its accurate hard science. <laughs> No, but it's all the same. I don't to me. think Titan AE is hard but science it's fiction. It's all the same. It's all the fucking same. Asimov. Asimov. <laughs> Titan AE. But it's like, what am I meant to take on? And what am I. Mo- like, I don't know what an integer is. I don't even no. know what a mainframe is. What's a mainframe? No, I don't know either. And I think. Zach, like, what is a mainframe? There are times where I'll watch Star Trek and they'll be like, well, maybe if we use the dark matter, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, is this something I need to learn? And then, I'm, and then I look it up. And half the time it's just a word they made up for Star Trek. Oh, like, they God, just make fuck up you. smart sounding things. Anyway, my point is. My point is, I don't know what an integer is. Same. And I should stop trying to understand physics. What's... I, it's, it's not, I've stopped listening in year seven. I get it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's talk about the film. Yes. A film about smart people. How apropos. Yeah. Uh, I, I wrote the thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get in trouble on this podcast for writing, for not writing these things quick enough by myself. 
to, this time I wrote something. Yeah. And I'm realising why I don't write them because it goes for five fucking hours. That's fine, mate. Here we go. Experimenter, the Stanley Mil- Milgram, Milgram story. I have a same Milgram. Mm. Experimenter, the Stanley Milgram story is a 2015 biographical drama film starring Peter Sarsgaard, star of Garden State and Education, and a video on the Architectural Digest YouTube where he and his wife Maggie Gyllenhaal go on a tour of their trendy Brooklyn house. Is he married house. to Maggie Gyllenhaal? Of course he is. I wonder how he felt about Taylor Swift's 10-minute song about his brother-in-law. Mm. Mm. Probably like, I don't know. Oh, I bet he made that sound. Oh, fuck, Maggie. He probably Jake's like, going to cop some That's shit. really interesting, Maggie, that that's happened to your brother. <laughs> Would you like to go and see some theatre? <laughs> I thought it could be nice to have some friends around and maybe we put on a little theatre play at the dinner table. Yes, <laughs> that cunt. Experimenter tells the story of Stanley Milgram, the psychologist behind the Milgram experiments. It is also, interestingly enough, the most Peter Sarsgaard movie ever made. <laughs> it was written and directed by a man named Michael Almerieda, which was a surprise to me because I assumed it was written and directed by Peter Sarsgaard as the film is the most Peter Sarsgaard walking around, as the film is mostly Peter Sarsgaard walking around being all Peter Sarsgaardy. Now, I know what you're thinking. If Peter Sarsgaard is the lead, who's playing all the parts that Peter Sarsgaard would play? Who is the Peter Sarsgaard to Peter Sarsgaard? Well, you'd be right. This film is a veritable smorgasbord of cool character actors. Winona Ryder plays his wife. Anton Yelchin and Dennis Haysbert are in it, among many others. This film is so Peter Sarsgaardy that John Leguizamo just plays the part of one of the dudes doing the Milgram experiment for one scene while Peter Sarsgaard watches on. That's it. That's all the room there is for Johnny Legs in a film this Peter Sarsgaard. But also... John, that's that's Johnny Legs doing Peter Sarsgaard as well to a certain degree. Well, it's like, do you know it's, what I mean? Like, like that's that's as close as Johnny has gotten to being Peter Sarsgaard. It's like you got Peter Sarsgaard in the lead, not not mm. not not Zach Braff, not Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. Peter Sarsgaard is now the lead. Mm-hmm. There's like a vacuum that he leaves, mm-hmm. and it's like fuck. If in a movie this Peter Sarsgaardy, mm-hmm. every part the first person that would be up for that part is Peter Sarsgaard. Mm-hmm. This type of movie, if you're the casting director, mm. Peter Sarsgaard isn't the lead. Yeah. Um, but every part, they're like, who's going to play the um, professor's assistant? And every conversation would play out like this. is like, is Peter Sarsgaard available? Yeah. <laughs> and then the next one is, who's going to play? Who's going to play? Um, <laughs> who's going to play the guy? In the scene, you know, at, like when he starts getting in trouble from the thing, and they're like, "I know oh. Peter Sarsgaard couldn't play the assistant, but yeah. could it be? Is he available for this scene?" Yeah. Um, what about the um, the detective character? Like, I feel like we could get somebody who's a bit broody and a little bit like, you know, oh, the detective quite, that's the, sort of yeah, quite into- intensive. I actually think I have a contact of someone who knows Peter Sarsgaard. Well, the issue is Peter Sarsgaard was already asked to play 14 other parts in this, but maybe he's available that week. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, there was no way that Peter Sarsgaard wasn't going to be in this movie. Mm. And with Peter Sarsgaard at the top, they were up for a real yeah, challenge. Big um, I feel like a dumb cunt because I didn't know about the Milgram experiments. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Did I know about the Milgram experiments? 
Of course I knew about the Milgram experiments, Mish, because I'm smart and worldly. And also it happened to be on uh, my year 12 psychology. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, cool. I um, love it. I just want to say to that, oh, I've got a point about that. But go on. Um, I just, I, so I didn't know about them. So I found that to be really, really interesting. Mm. Um, so this dude, I think you kind of explained it in your, your thing. He, um... <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't. Okay. I went with the penis. <laughs> which was great. So basically, um, this dude, Stanley Milgram, uh, would conduct these psychological experiments where he would take an actor and a real person and he would be like, hello, real person. So the real, the real person thinks the other person is a real person and not an actor. And he would say, hello, real person. I'm going to get you to do electric shock tests on this other real person who was actually an actor in, from different rooms. And the real that was person, so badly explained. The real person. So basically, you go into a room, you go into a room, and the experimenter says, we're doing an experiment on how punishment mm. will help someone performing a task. It's two people. It's you and one other, um, one other mm. person doing this experiment. They randomly pick one of you. The one that the other person gets chosen to be the one that's experimented on, Mm -hmm. they go into another room, and then it's your job to deliver a series of successive electric shocks to that person if they fail at the task. Yeah. And you are under the belief that the the experiment is about that person in the other room Mm. getting electric shocks. And the voltage of the shocks gets more intensive the more questions you get incorrect. And you get a little shock at the start Mm. to know. Um, to know what your what it feels like, and that's the first shock. So then you can only imagine how bad it gets. The idea is mm. like, oh god, if the first one was like that, yeah, it must get really, really bad. So you think you're doing a profound amount of damage to the other person, and they and they are screaming, going, "Please stop! I can't take it." But then they've got the person who's running the experiment behind the guy sending the shocks, going, "Keep going! This is part of the experiment. Keep going." And it's basically a test on uh, how people kind of throw ethics or morals out the window when in a position where someone in authority, where the, is someone in authority, you. is telling them what to do. So I'll just I'll just explain now, mm. just to be very clear to the listener. The person in the other room, Mish did say this, is an actor. Yeah, you are the one getting experimented on. Yes, it's not the, the other person. It, yeah. It's not that you are the one getting experimented on, and it's the experiment is: Are you going to shock? the other person or not, are you going to do what you're told? Mm. It's a do what you, you're told yeah. experiment. And I have an opinion about this film, and this is what I'm about to say. That, what we just described to me, is fucking fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I hear that and I'm like, that's going to be fucking sick. And it was, and I loved watching it, and that was mad good. Sick. Loved it. Remember, Mish, we always have the policy that someone from the production might be listening I'm, no, to our I hear podcast. That. My, what I'm going to say is that... Um, I felt that... I also just want to say you can say whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, I'm going to. I just want to friendlyly remind you because sometimes afterwards you're like, was that mean? And I just <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to be mean to this yeah. film. I'm, I'm not going to be mean to this mm. film because I think it's fascinating. I think his story is fascinating. What I didn't need was the very, very weird cuts to his regular life mm. where he is just a person, which I understand like just a very normal, regular human being, mm. if anything, quite dull. I understand the purposes that he this this dude Stanley Milgram was getting like ridiculed. The New York Times found out about these experiments and just mm. were like, "This is some unethical shit." 
um, and he was getting ridiculed and he has this incredibly boring life or whatever. But that was my main issue with the film was that there was too much, there wasn't enough focus on that kind of cool shit and a weird other focus on his life with Winona Ryder. Yeah. Great to see Winona Ryder though. Absolutely. And and I'll, I'll just I'll just loop back to the experiment part of it, Mishwitra, mm. because um I think that I th- I I had a very similar experience to you, right? Mm-hmm. So I knew about this experiment from yes. um from from psychology. That was the point I was going to make before, yeah. right? You know when you're um you know when you're talking to someone and they and they say something to a group of people mm-hmm. that that makes them sound really smart, like they know about the Milgram experiment. Yes. And then you realize that, that that they just did year 12 psychology as well. Yes. Or you realize that they just watched the same YouTube video that you watched two yep. days ago. Yes, the same 50-minute doco that was, yes. You know, and they're like, well, did you know actually blah, 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 blah. And then you're like, oh, no. Mm. I literally just did th- and it's like. And, and they're really like, it's always a bit funny because mm. I, I don't know about the Milgram experiment because I'm like well-read mm. or educated or worldly. I know about it because I had a test about like it. Like thousands of other like 17-year-olds. Like yeah. someone that cho- chooses the psychology syllabus mm. just picked that as the thing about ethics. In. Yeah. And I just think that's kind of funny. There's someone I want to talk about that's in this film. Oh, yeah. Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. Don't know him, right? Apparently he's a stand-up, an American stand-up. Yeah, I know of him. I was like, oh, that guy. Okay, don't know him. I can't explain to you how, like, I'm a dumb, I'm so dumb. Mm-hmm. The amount of times while watching this film, I was like, oh, my God, Philip Seymour Hoffman's in this film for, like, half a second. And I was like, no, that's someone else. I did that, like, four times. It definitely- I was like, oh, that's Philip Seymour Hoffman. No, it's not Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's Jim Gaffigan. He He has such... Philip Seymour Hoffman vibes. Do you know what's crazy though? I've seen him in sitcoms and stuff. He doesn't usually have Philip Seymour Hoffman vibes. In this he does though. Because I had the same thing. Did you? Yeah. Okay. There's like, it was like he was back. Like (laughs) I know this actor, right? I know him from sitcoms and stuff. My partner was like, that's not Philip Seymour Hoffman, is it? Did she she say that? Yeah. And I was like, I I was like, no, it's not. But there was something about him and his build Mm. In a mid two thousands movie, mm-hmm. in in set in the sixties, that just had mad Philip Seymour Hoffman vibes, mm. more than he normally does. Yeah, big time. And I think it's mid two thousands movie set in the sixties. He they dressed yeah. him like Philip yeah. Seymour Hoffman because Philip Seymour Hoffman, I feel like did a lot of those. Probably only did like a couple, like a handful, but I feel like he did a fuckload of But he of owned it. And even when he was playing someone in, in of his time, he was always wearing a nice shirt and, and, and pleated pants. Yeah. Um, shall we talk about Boomcat for a second? <laughs> oh, you, this is a roller coaster. You are throwing me around. Taryn Manning. What's Boomcat? Oh, Taryn Manning. Taryn Manning. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Taryn Manning. Pops up in my life all the time. What about Taryn Manning? Well, she was Boomcat. Who's Boomcat? That was her band. Do you remember Boomcat? Was she? Did, did they do The Reckoning? The Reckoning. <gasps> the Reckoning. She's a real breathy. Yeah. I just remember The Reckoning. <gasps> the Reckoning. <gasps> she loves breathing in. I, they're, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I just, you are, 
I love it. But, like, you are throwing... I, I thought we were going back to talk about the experiment and now suddenly we're talking about Boom, Boom Cat. Cat. So Boom Cat was <laughs> this, like... they. So she sang The Reckoning, right? So Taryn Manning is from 8 Mile, like yes, one scene that's what she's maybe. On. She did a great rom-com which doesn't get enough uh, called A Lot Like Love that not many people have seen, it's, but it's great. It's a very good shitty rom-com, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's in that. She's also in, she's in uh, Orange is the New Black. Mm. Right, but I know her as the from Boomcat. And I know Boomcat Because there was a song the from. Reckoning. The, I, don't, I don't know if this is an obscure song or not, but it was called Wasting My Time by Boomcat. And I listened to it after I watched this movie. I'm like, oh, my God, remember Boomcat? And my partner was like, no, stop talking to me. Was she, Stop making me watch these was she, middling films. Was she activist or was she? Um, Whatever she could take, I reckon. First. I reckon Taryn was a hustler. But, I but, honestly think. But you know the difference. Yeah, I feel like there's a pretty profound. D- I difference. think she was Boomcat first. Because if Boomcat came first, mm. it, and it's this weird thing that happens to musicians. If Boomcat came first, then she's like. Like when Sher or Bowie do a movie, that's really cool. Yes. But if the chick from Experimenter started a band, yeah, that's really not cool. Like you there's know. this profound difference on what came first. It's like Jared Leto was 30 Seconds to Mars after, mm. after he did um, mm. Fight Club. Not cool. I will say, though, I reckon whatever came first, I don't know. But, but that's the, of profound importance to me. Well, I don't. Let's have a look. If we look at her IMDb, in 1999 she was Speedway Junkie. No, she was a girl in car in a movie called Speedway Junkie and then jumped straight into the practice. What the fuck, Taryn? Okay, so, okay, so based on this, it looks like acting came first because her first music didn't come out until 2001. Yeah. But in 1999, she was in the practice. Taryn Manning would be a fascinating podcast topic, like fascinating, because she does one scene in so many movies. Mm. She was in Crossroads. Remember that film, the Britney Spears one? Anyway, this song wasted my time. My God, Mish. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've not ever spoken about Taryn Manning, but you I You talk about Taryn Manning. Go for it. I think about Taryn Manning more than most people, I think. Like, she, she pops into my head quite often, and she did this song, Waste of My Time. It's not good. It's mm. not a great song. But when I was, like, 15, I thought it was, like, it spoke to me. Like, I was like, this is the good shit. This mm. is before I, like, discovered real mu- good music. Not, no offence, Taryn, like, but I think even you would be like, oh, that's not my best work. But just saying, just a bit of a shout-out to Taryn Manning. Nice to see you pop up here. Johnny Legs in this film, shall we quickly? We've only got three minutes. Mish, my God. <laughs> We've had conversations about this. If we're doing a short one, we just cover as much as we can cover. You have, you have I feel whiplash. <laughs> I just, I realised halfway through talking about Taryn Manning that no one is interested, including you. What happened, right, is I think you realise, because we're recording a couple today. Yes. And Sam Peterson is, is, is at the door. For next week's podcast. Or the week after. Or the week after. Why not next week? Because we might be releasing a different one next week. Why? 
for, con- for, for purposes of looking better on the, the... Okay, okay. So <laughs> Sam Peterson might be coming out in two weeks, yes. right? He's at the door. Yes. Um, I think you realised about halfway through and you had a list of topics you wanted to cover, yeah. including Boomcat. Yeah, <laughs> really wanted to talk about Boomcat. So what you did is you came in and you said, um, I didn't know about the experiment. These are my thoughts on the movie. Let's talk about the fact that that comedian looks like Philip Seymour Hoffman. I said, if I have a moment, I'd love to just discuss the experiment and, and my thoughts on the movie. And you said, Zach, I, 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 unfortunately, we're going to talk about Boom Cat. And I was like, that's cool. It's just that... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Before we started recording today, Zach and I had a very, very quick, like, admin chat. And he was like, are you all right? And I was like, yeah. No, I think I'm fine. He's like, no, you seem like you're like maybe a bit like you're a bit stressed. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm actually not. I'm fine. I'm stressed. He was like, no, I think, I th- okay, all right. And it's all coming. I'm obviously not okay. You're fine. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. You're fine. And I hate to call you out on the podcast. That's not, that is against the rules. <laughs> it's just, I just think there's probably going to be a couple of listeners. Go- and, and, and here's the thing, Mish, they're more interested in Boomcat. So I think it's on me. <laughs> no, it's not. Zach? I think it's on me. No, because this is what's going to happen. They're going to they're gonna message and be like, to be honest, I was more interested in Boomcat. <laughs> Zach, I want to hear your thoughts on the movie. I actually am interested to know. They're not that interesting. My whole thing was I watched, I, I saw this movie and I thought to myself, because it's very similar to the Stanford Prison Experiments, which which does is the making of a good movie. That's for another time. Yeah, I don't know what you just said to me. Um, oh, it's, it's very interesting, but not as interesting as Boom. Watching this film was... <laughs> That's Boomcat. No, that was definitely a thought. And if that was at the top of your list, I would have been happy to talk about Boomcat. No, please. But my first thought was, oh, well, I was like, that's an interesting experiment. That's an interesting Wikipedia article. I don't see how it makes a full movie. And the trick is Boomcat. No, that's such a good, that's such a good point what you just said. But it's not, it doesn't matter, Mish. I think the most important thing that came out of this conversation was boom cat. (laughs) That dude looks like (laughs) Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm really sorry. so funny. No, No, I feel bad now. No, don't. Because you said to me that you you were excited to talk about this film and you wanted to hear my thoughts on it. (laughs) And now I've told you my thoughts and my thoughts are literally like, la, 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 la. No, I, this is the thing, right? I was like, I thought this film was like an interesting film. Like, I think that I love a mid-budget movie. Oh, I hate myself. No, no, no. But here's truly my thoughts. I didn't really anything this movie. I, I didn't really anything this movie. I wasn't particularly in the mood for it and it was fine and it was very Peter Sarsgaard. I made every point I needed to make in my Peter Sarsgaard intro. What intrigued me was you have for like two weeks been saying, I can't wait to talk about this movie. (laughs) 
So I didn't have many thoughts. I didn't have notes. I wasn't particularly <laughs> chomping at the bit to talk about this movie. But I was very intrigued by what you had to say. And I was like, maybe I could give some input because I did year 12 psychology. But I was like, I'm really intrigued because you've been like, talk, I'm so excited to talk about this movie. I'm like, what are Misha's thoughts on this movie? It's, we watched it a while ago. I thought you'd be on board with the Boomcat stuff because it fucked me up. No, and I am on board with the Boomcat stuff. <laughs> the whiplash for me was the Boomcat stuff felt like the most important thing to you. But you felt the need to bring up the guy that looks like me, Philip Seymour Hoffman, before <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. No, I'm sorry. No, don't Johnny be sorry. Johnny Legs was very good in this. He film. was only in it for one scene. It was weird that he was in it. It was, it was weird that he. Was I would. I when he came in, I was like, he came in and he started acting, and I was like, oh, maybe he's someone that goes and like does something fucked up because the experiment fucks him up. Because mm. um, I was like, they wouldn't just have him in for one scene, and then Anton Yelchin was in it for one scene. Mm who I put in a similar category to Johnny Mm. Legs. And I was like, oh, they're just like, they've just gone for the, hey, this could be fun. You want to do this? And Johnny Legs is going, oh, that's fun. Oh, I reckon, yeah. It was like a mate thing. Yeah. Oh, but if, oh, yeah. And he probably was like, oh, funny. I I actually studied that in year 12 psych. (laughs) So sure. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) But he also does a fucking phenomenal job and he smokes in it. Smoking Johnny. We haven't seen Smoking Johnny. Um, Can, can... Is there any reason why Sam Peterson can't um, be next week's podcast? Is there any real reason? No. Because what I'd love to do is to get Sammy Peterson on next week and I'd love to hear his... Now, I know that we've got to talk about um, next week's movie, but I would love to hear his thoughts on Boom Cats. Yeah, we can ask Because him. I feel like I've denied you an opportunity to talk about Boom No, Cats. that's all I had to say, like, was just to acknowledge Boom Cat because I don't think Boom Cat's been acknowledged for a while. Zach, is there anything else that you have to add to this? No. What about you? <laughs> Sorry, Mish. I'm no, it's okay. Free. I was such a piece of shit. No, you're not. Don't do that. Now I feel like I'm bullying you. No, you're not bullying you're me. You're within your rights to talk about Boomcat. Fucking two leg with Starmo. Zach? No, here's what I feel bad about. I feel bad that I, I spend all this time talking about, um, talking about fucking costume parties. Uh, if no, I had only known. That was good shit. If I had only known. That you needed 45 minutes for boom cats. I'm so sorry. No, I'm being a prick. Don't apologize. Um, I'm joking. Um, it's, it's what a do two, I give it? It's two Leguistamos for me. I'd give it five star. Uh, Skarsgård or Reno's. Peter, Peter Sars. Peter Sars. Stars Stars guards. Yeah. I'd give it, I'd give it five Peter Sars guards. Absolutely. Same. But that's not what we're talking about. No. Two legless armors. Yeah. Um, Mish, mm. I I loved I loved everything you brought up. Thank I you. I thought it was a great list of things. Thanks. Um, uh, I, I wish you all the luck in Boomcat coming into your life in future. Thank you. I rushed. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love apologize. I love Boomcat. Now you would think I would I would ask Tom to take us out with Boomcat, but that's too obvious. I do think though. I made a point about the reckoning's breath, mm-hmm. and I do think we. Oh, yeah. Nah. Nah. I reckon take us out with Britney Spears' I Love Rock and Roll from Crossroads. Great. That's good. Um, Thank you so much, everybody. Um, And especially thank you to Boomcat. Boomcat, we love you. We love you, Boomcat. Peace.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.